Coming up next on Theme Park Sandbox, Aaron and I talk about the new Marvel Avengers Campus and think of some rides that we'd like to see in the Disney theme parks. Coming up next. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Theme Park Sandbox. My name's Drew. My name is Aaron. And we are so, so excited to be back. Aaron, how have you been? Well, uh, as you can see and probably hear, I am in this big blank void of a room because I have moved. Yeah. And so we took a couple of weeks off while I moved out of an apartment into a big, beautiful new house. So that's where I am today. So very happy, very excited, and also uh, a little bit sore and bruised up and definitely had uh, some long days and nights of renovating this beast. Yeah. But it's been fun. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited to visit. Um, For those of you who've been waiting for me to visit Florida, uh, I'm actually going in the middle of July. And then three days later, Aaron, where are you going? I'm coming right back to California. So it's going to be great. (laughs) Yeah, just worked out that way. That's okay, whatever. But I'm super excited to visit uh, Universal Studios over there and uh, and talk about that today. I actually we should talk about I I have been to a theme park. You've been to a theme park. Yes, I've been to a couple. I, I went uh, I went over the weekend to uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. Had a really nice time out there. Uh, it was Marissa's first time riding Rise of the Resistance, so we had Ooh. a great time on that ride. Awesome. Yeah, I have had the chance now to visit Universal Studios Hollywood and Knott's Berry Farm a couple times each. So I'm super, super excited. And Disneyland is coming up in a couple weeks for me. So I'm super jazzed to go because today's topic is Avengers Campus and the Marvel, the Marvel Universe in Disney. So uh, why don't you kick it off here and tell us what our episode's going to be today? Yeah. So by the time this episode goes up, uh, I think there will have been guests inside of Avengers Campus. Yeah. Um, and just just giving a little bit of backstory here, there's kind of this interesting uh, relationship between the Marvel characters and theme parks. So a lot of people know that out in my direction, there's a Hulk ride, a Spider-Man ride, and an entire land in Universal Studios Islands of Adventure. Right, so there's a whole Marvel theme park land inside of a non-Disney theme park. This happened a while ago uh, and just has had a licensing perpetuity issue that's just gone on and on and on. Now that Disney has acquired Marvel and they want to put those characters in their theme parks, they kind of got to jump through some hoops and do some like clever creative stuff in the U.S. in order to comply with... uh, with the licensing rights that Universal still holds. Uh, one of those is that they can't use the frame, the phrasing Marvel. So that's why we're talking about Avengers Campus and not Marvel Land or Marvel's yada-da-da-da, like they tend to do for their films and video games and most of their other forms of media. Yeah, it's such a weird... Marvel is kind of a hodgepodge in, in a couple different ways, actually. So not only... Does Universal own the theme park rights to their characters that they have in their rides and the name Marvel? But then Sony mm-hmm. also owns the rights for Spider-Man. So that's that's a whole that's other right. conversation. But um, yeah, so today's episode, Aaron and I want to talk about 
what would happen if all of a sudden this relationship with Universal Studios and Disney just went away? And um, to and to basically see what what kind of rides uh, we can think of or what kind of experiences we would like to have brought over to the Disney parks and just erase the Universal ones completely. Yes, this is like a no holds barred, you, you know, none of the Universal attractions exist. And basically as if this licensing agreement never existed and we're starting from scratch and we get to do all these great fun experiences. I mean... I'll say I'm not in any way dissatisfied with the Hulk coaster or the amazing Spider-Man dark ride. I think they are fantastic, but I definitely see that Disney is going to be able to hit some of these new uh, attractions and new experiences out of the park. And so let's see what we came up with. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just to be clear too, um, they can use the name Marvel overseas. It's just not in the United yes. States. So right. that's, it's really complicated. In Asia, there are an Iron Man attraction. There's an Ant-Man attraction that's kind of like Buzz Lightyear. Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't fly in the U.S. because of licensing. But in Asia, actually, has been um, moving strong for quite some time. And that kind of gave us a hint of what was coming to the domestic parks. It's also why you see a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy. Because Guardians of the Galaxy was not included in the licensing. So that's why Mission Breakout was the first Marvel attraction um, on the West Coast, because they were totally free to use. Yeah, definitely. And also, that's why they're getting their own roller coaster uh, over that's in Florida, right. too. So, mm -hmm. Cosmic we, Rewind. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I love Guardians of the Galaxy um, a lot. I would say it's, it's up there in my top three as far as Marvel movies go. But uh, anyway... So let's jump into some attractions. Aaron, um, what did you come up with? One of the things, I'm just going to start off kind of like with a, a fun, kind of gimmicky one. Uh, one of the things that I thought would be really fun is to have some themed beverages that were all super strength in um, imbuing beverages. Okay. So what I mean by that is there's like a whole bunch of things in Marvel that like make you super strong. Uh, there's the Super Soldier Serum. Uh, there's the Power Stone. Uh, and there's a couple other things I came up with that it would just be like a fun little drink, you know, kind of like blue milk or green milk that you can grab at a kiosk. And then you would walk over to a little experience, like a little set that would be, for example, you being able to hold two sides of a bridge together and get your, you know, photo pass opportunity there. Or they'd just be counterbalanced so that it's very lightweight. Or lift a car above your head. So, you know, just like these fun little experiences. Uh, the ones that I thought would be really neat, though, aside from the Super Soldier Serum, like Captain America has, uh, the Asgardian Ale. So Asgardian Ale from uh, Asgard, where Thor is from. There's a little scene where he has this thousand-year-old aged liquor that Stan Lee gets a sip of, and it just knocks him out. It just <laughs> knocks him to the ground, practically. And he sort of drunkenly is dragged away by his buddies, right? Um, so I thought that would be a cool one to have. Probably like butterbeer, the ale part would be non-alcoholic. Um, although, I mean, you could still make an alcoholic one on the DCA side of things, I suppose, or on the East Coast. Yeah. Another one that I thought of would be um, Cree Punch. So the, uh, you know, calling back to Guardians of the Galaxy, the Power Orb um, has the Power Stone, the Infinity Stone for power, and it's this purple glowing thing. And 
Um, it's used by the Kree. So I thought, well, what if, what if after that was destroyed, it had like little remnants that they could like powder down and make a drink into. So like this like cool grapey thing, or maybe you could call it like Thanos juice or something. I don't know, that might be a little gross. Uh, so uh, something like that. And then another one, speaking of Stan Lee taking a sip of something and it knocking him back on, uh, in his place, there's a, a cameo scene in The Incredible Hulk from 2008 where he drinks this soda that's been radiated. This like green glowy soda. So like some radiated soda would be really cool to have. Uh, like, kind of fizzing with like um, pop rocks in it and stuff to have these different ways to strengthen up inside <laughs> of the superhero land. That's super. I love the pop rocks idea. And I love like me. I wonder if you could make it like some sort of energy drink. So everyone who drinks it is just like wired the rest of the day. That'd be super fun. Yeah, no, no doubt. Put some Warana <laughs> and whatever else they put in monster. And I mean, you could call it monster. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's really awesome. Now, would you, um, what, what, like what kind of cups would you use cups or different things to, to serve them in or? Yeah. So I, I was thinking about the, um, the affinity that Disney has for the glowing cube and thought that probably would have its place there. Yeah. Especially cause all these beverages could have like a really cool, unique, um, color to them. But for the Asgardian one, I thought it'd be really cool to have something like very old and, you know, just like ancient antique looking, um, drink item. Or for the uh, the Hulk radiated soda, I thought it'd be cool to just have like the old school looking Coke bottle shape almost, just having it kind of have that retro flair. And um, I would say probably the the Cree punch was the one that I was most excited about because you can make it in kind of like a, a half uh, a half sphere, almost looking like the orb itself, with kind of like the interlocking diamonds and all the little details and intricacies there and have that thing purple and glowing like it could be a really neat uh experience just just having that little instagrammable beverage there totally and like we already kind of get instagrammable drinks um at Ogus cantina so i could For i sure. could totally see them taking it just one step further and giving us like these amazing mm -hmm. different colored drinks and i think that's what's really great about the marvel universe is it 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 lends itself to a lot of different colors especially with the infinity stones but like yes. Star Wars, everything's just kind of like dirty and broken and it's supposed to look dull on purpose. So yes. the, really the only Looted. colorful things we, yeah. yeah, totally. The only colorful things we get are like the green milk or the blue milk. So I think it would be yeah. super, super cool to have like crystal cups with glowing orbs. And um, I'm sure, I'm sure they can come up with some sort of different shaped cubes that light up and make them look like, you know, real stones. That would be super, super right. awesome. What a cool or just idea. put the LED in the cup itself. I mean, that's what they do at like Bubba Gumps and stuff. So it like fills the entire, um, the entire glass. Totally. That's super cool. Nice. Cool idea. Well, um, that actually reminds me, um, since you're talking about infinity stones and different types of um, things like that, I actually, one of my things that I would love to see uh, in, in the theme parks that's related to Marvel um, would be something like interactive infinity gauntlets. Uh, I love all of the different gauntlet designs and like, I, I love, I love Iron Man's and I love Thanos's. Um, I, I still want to buy both from Hasbro and put one on each hand and just like run around the house, <laughs> snapping my <laughs> fingers, you know, yes. 
Yes. But <laughs> uh, I would love the idea of you having to do some sort of like task or or something to gain the stones for for your infinity gauntlet and um and be able to do interactive things within the within the land or or you know wherever it is because each stone does such a different thing it's not just like a different mm-hmm. you know color they are they're so different in yeah. in the way that you get them and the way that you use them and then what happens when you have different combinations of them together so i love the idea of like little kids running around snapping their fingers in the theme parks uh <laughs> trying to like you know make trees float or you know we won't dust anybody you gotta, i'm just gonna say you gotta sacrifice your little cousin in order to get the <laughs> oh maybe this was a bad idea i didn't <laughs> think about that oh no <laughs> No dusting anybody, okay? Rule number one, these stones are simulated. <laughs> no dusting. There's no dusting <laughs> happening. No no blips, okay? But um, anyway, yeah. You so keep the Disney stock price high with attendance. <laughs> no blipping. Seriously, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so that's my, that's my, one of the things that I would like to see is, is like interactive things within the parks. I love it. I, and I love that it's with a, a tangible item, you know, like a, well, not unlike on Web Slingers, how they have the uh, the little weaponry that you can add a little additional experience in the ride itself. Yeah, I saw a picture of those. Those look cool. Yeah, yeah, it seems pretty neat. I, I mean, I was actually thinking something similar to you, uh, though I was thinking more along the lines of the phone app that you use in Galaxy's Edge, the data pad app. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think of ways that you can integrate using the phone, and I thought, well just have like a really neat Stark Industries app icon that you load up and that's that's what you open up and have your experience with. I was reading this on Reddit the other day. Uh, I know that when Galaxy's Edge was announced, one of the things they talked about was that people in the land would be able to comment on, for example, your score on Smuggler's Run. Right. And that like that kind of fizzled out and never happened. Yeah. I read on Reddit that apparently that technology is there and alive and well. It's just not very often referenced. So they could see it like a point of sale location. Like if you've been on the ride recently and you've got the app open, I guess that's the important part is you have the app open. Right. Um, they could see your score. They could see like how you did and maybe some other uh, pieces of metadata around it. I'm not really sure. But maximizing on that with, uh, you know, oh, hey, you've got three more Infinity Stones to go. That's pretty neat. Have you tried? And then kind of guiding someone into the direction of whatever their next experience is to get a stone or some other kind of collectible. And then to just really chock it full of Easter eggs. And I mean, the Marvel lore goes so wide and deep that you can just just about find an Easter egg anywhere. Definitely. Yeah, that's super cool. I, I really hope that they do lean in on more of that interactive technology and, and really trying to bring people into the story because you're right. It, it did kind of fizzle out in galaxy's edge. And like the most you could do really was just use your data pad to make droids, make noises and a few things like that, which was really cool. But you know, you do it once and it's kind of like you did it. Yeah. You know, there's, there's kind of in star Wars, there's not a lot of screens. You know, it does kind of like have the technology of the 70s, like in perpetuity. It's like the future of the 70s. Yeah. So I guess that is one thing that Marvel lends itself to is that there's a lot of screens that at least they could have interactivity with. Uh, So maybe that's more along the lines of, you know, cell phones exist in Marvel. 
So right. <laughs> you can have like some like in-universe acceptance that like, oh, you're using your iPhone. Great, we know what iPhones are. Um, I mean, maybe maybe make it a beeper app like Captain Marvel. That'd be kind of cool <laughs> throwbacky. I would love to see that as a phone case, by the way. That Captain that Marvel beeper on the back of your phone would be epic for sure. Yes. Just in, in kind of observing the land and walking around the park, one kind of cool, I guess I'll call it an illusion. This isn't really like an attraction or anything um, that exciting, but I thought it'd be a cool illusion that really would be kind of easy to pull off, but it would be really neat. Uh, I was inspired by the platform nine and three quarters illusion where it looks like people are walking through walls. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Drew? Yeah, I do. Right? So when you get on the train, the Harry Potter train, um, it looks like you're going to walk through a brick wall. So I thought, how cool would it be if there's like this piece of frosted glass somewhere in one of these theme parks, piece of frosted glass that when guests would walk by, it would like do a projection of them as if they were a scroll. Oh. And so if you're observing someone walking, just regular walking, and then they walk behind the glass, suddenly they are a scroll, and then they walk to the other side and it's back to their human form, or at least that's what it appears to be. <laughs> so I thought it'd be really cool to like kind of dive into like an anti-scroll security measure. It's like stuff that you could do with an Xbox Connect. <laughs> it's like not <laughs> right. too fancy, it's not too crazy, but it'd just be really cool to have that just kind of floating around. I liken it to almost like, um, you know, when they have like effects in the bathroom, like an audio track, or if they have just like some random thing that you're just going to passively enjoy, you know, sit down on a park bench and see how many scrolls you can count. Or maybe they'll turn into something else. It'll look like a, a, a whole bunch of like baby groups, like <laughs> stacked on top of each other, standing on their shoulders in a raincoat. Like, I don't know, like it's just something crazy, something fun. That's super cool. Yeah, I, I did also come up with an idea that has something to do with, I guess it's a little bit different than your idea. I, re I really like that, actually, like people trying to sneak in scroll as scrolls and you're able to see who they really are. That's really funny. Um, but my idea was actually for meet and greets with characters. Now, I haven't on purpose, I haven't really done too much research or viewed very many videos. Uh, about Avengers Campus because I, I really want to be surprised when I'm able to go in a couple weeks. But what I have seen is I've seen in concept art that there's going to be characters on the rooftops. And mm -hmm. we've definitely seen that in parks before, like atmosphere talent that runs around like Universal Studios Hollywood has people that bark at you from, you know, an open window as if they were in New York City. Um, but what I would like to see is a little bit more of how the characters would actually enter a scene uh, in a movie. So the the kind of example that I came up with was with Thor. And so, of course, whenever Thor, I mean, the first time we see Thor on Earth, how does he get there? Uh, he gets sent there via the Bifrost, which is kind of like that super portable. The Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, the Rainbow Bridge, the super colorful mm -hmm. uh, portal, and it leaves like a, a like a singed mark on the ground, like the the ground's burnt. So, I think they're called Einstein Rosen bridges. Are they? Could be wrong on that. That's stretching my Marvel. Nerd <laughs> a bit, but I think that's what it is. Well, I like them. They're super cool, and um, I would like for him to actually. I don't know how. I haven't really thought about how I would accomplish that, but I love the idea of having like. Um, 
like super fast steam or some sort of fog that that shoots up and is projected on so that it's so bright that the guests can't see anything on the other side of uh of the mist and then he would actually come up from the ground like in a broadway show so i love the idea of the meet and greet starting that way and then you've got that cool design kind of crackling and and burnt into the ground all of a sudden so I was actually inspired. I watched a video of, I believe it was a cruise ship that had Marvel Day at Sea. And mm. they had a really cool meet and greet where it was a fogged door. And then you would hear Iron Man talking, saying, I'm coming in for a landing. And you'd see a projection of him on the fogged glass landing. And then it would get foggy. The door would slide open and then Iron Man would walk out. But like, that's... That's really cool. Like, enter how they yeah, would enter. Sweet. Drop Captain, you know, America. Have him swing in or, <laughs> or something. I don't know. I think that'd be super cool and, and interactive. I think they're kind of... Uh, I mean, I hope this isn't spoilers too much for you on the True Avengers campus, like what they're doing. But they've got this, like, robot animatronic that's going to swing like Spider-Man. Yeah. And I think they're going to, like, kind of throw it in the general direction of where a meet and greet will be. So he like goes down behind a building and then the character actor pops out like, ta-da, here I am, <laughs> ready for... So like that is kind of the direction they're going where they're having characters enter a scene, how they would enter a scene in a film. I, I do like that. And what's really cool about that with Spider-Man 2 is they actually did that in the movie. If, if you didn't know that, there's a stuntman that swung into kind of like a, a storage container behind someone's house breaks through the roof, and then Tom Holland actually runs out the door. So it's kind of mm-hmm. that exact same thing. Of course, we're not using actual people in the theme parks because that would be insane. But um, I'm really excited to see that. And I'm excited to see what they do with the other characters because so far I've only yes. seen pictures of them on rooftops, and I, I hope it's a little bit more grand than that for sure. That's so cool that you brought up Thor. So speaking of Thor, one of the things I thought of that would be a really neat uh, interaction, this could even kind of segue itself into a character meet and greet which would be super fun um we all know the old sword in the stone kind of mini show where you know a bunch of adults come and try and pull a sword out of the stone to become the king of england and then some kid gets chosen and he or she gets to pull the sword out of the stone and then they get to be the presumed king or queen of england doing the same thing but with the worthiness of mjolnir of thor's hammer so having thor's hammer thud down and now, some otherwise inconspicuous spot, maybe in like the middle of a little like cityscape almost, and then seeing the sort of shield encampment of like you know operatives and investigators and stuff kind of like going around it. And they could be the hosts, I guess, of like you know um, that's that's interesting. Um, Agent so and so, it says something on the side here. It says, oh, who whosoever uh, wields this hammer, should they be worthy, will possess the power of Thor. So. We fast forward to the segment where the, the cool, lucky, selected kid gets gets <laughs> to be the one to pick up the hammer, and you get lighting effects, you get thunder, the ground shakes, like, it's this whole commotion, and then who should appear? But the son of Odin himself, like, how cool would that be? Totally. Like, that would absolutely blow my mind as, well, that would blow my mind as a 30-year-old man. So <laughs> as an 8-year-old, it would break my brain <laughs> that's so epic you're right or or just like even just leave it somewhere in the middle of like he just drops it and then walks away and everybody tries yeah. to lift it up and they just can't lift it up I, like i love that so much 
Totally. I mean, you could you could theoretically do that if there was like a strong enough electromagnet that he could drop it in the right spot every time and it would line up and then, I don't know, put some pins in it or something and everyone needs to come by and triangle. And of course, following protocols, we disinfect it between everyone else. <laughs> Uh, that's right. That's right. Exactly. It's Thor's hammer and then like a thing of pure elements to it, like one of the hand sanitizer stations. Yes. I, Very CDC friendly. I think that is a great, great show idea or just meet and greet idea. Um, I do miss, I miss that they don't do that anymore at Disneyland in front of the carousel. That was one of the things that I grew up. I mean, I always was the kid that was like, me, I want to try. I want to try. Yeah. And, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's so funny and it's 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 very family friendly too because obviously you get all these burly strong men coming up thinking they can lift it and they can't so it's hilarious. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Super win win. That's that's awesome. That's a great idea. Well, I I did go into so this has all been kind of like fun interactive like theming and like how to make like a really interesting cool land. One thing that I sort of noticed in Avengers Campus, it, there's actually very little, there's very little of any of the films that takes place at like an Avengers or S.H.I.E.L.D. facility right. versus being out like where things are happening, out in a city mostly. Mm-hmm. So I think that when there's expansion with Marvel and theme parks, it's going to have to be in... Cities, and I just wanted to bring up that, like, that is one thing that I see as kind of a shortcoming. Uh, that I hope they, you know, I hope they sort of like envelop the Hollywood, like, city ish areas a little bit more and make them more like the metropolitans that you're used to seeing in superhero stories. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of have that with that New York ish set, kind of like there's a Daily Bugle reference and there's kind of like some other stuff, but like. I really, really would love to see a true-to-form Daily Bugle and seeing some of these, like, iconic areas that are seen throughout, you know, in particular, what I wanted to see was the Sanctum Centaurum. Yes. I'm very, I'm a very big fan of Doctor Strange, so I'm, like, super excited to see the ancient Sanctum. Like, that thing, I think, is going to be really cool. But to just have, like, an actual replica of the sanctum sanctorum that's just right there in the midst of other other buildings totally other i think that would be super cool yeah and that's really what uh that's what inspired me to think of a dark ride around dr strange so this is actually where i put most of my thought most of my effort was trying to think of a really fun way to tell some dr strangey stories that are still approachable for like pretty much anyone who doesn't necessarily know this. And the way that I would pitch it to you, Drew, is Doctor Strange, as far as like an experience on a ride, is kind of like a modernized version of Alice in Wonderland. Okay. So if if you imagine like all the kind of like cool, trippy things that are going on and it's a lot of like nifty, neat illusions, like that's really what got me excited when I was thinking more and more along the lines of what would what would this be like? Um, so I uh, I wrote a couple of things here. If you'll if you'll indulge me, let's do on it. This pitch, yes. All right, cool. I'm excited. So here is a bit of the story that I came up with, and it's a really loose story, and it has a lot of room for um, for additional detail. But uh, here's here's where we begin. 
So the magical energy that protects our reality from extra dimensional threats is in jeopardy. And the only way to restore this magical energy is to absorb the power of Dr. Strange's found in other realities during his biggest, most epic battles. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna, I'm dipping into my nerddom here. So we're gonna <laughs> use the Wand of Watum, which is a real artifact found in the books um, that is capable of uh, a lot of things, but one of them being absorbing magical power. So we're actually going to use an artifact found in the Sanctum to go around to these other realities across the multiverse and absorb power from Doctor Strange as he's won a battle or is about to win a battle, or maybe maybe he's not about to win a battle, but you know we have to kind of measure what we're going to do in the moment to bring it back to our reality to restore our sort of um, universal defenses, right? Our uh, the defenses against other other um, realities and other enemies against our reality, right? One of the first scenes that I think would be super exciting is to have uh, Stephen Strange explain the multiverse. And the way that he is explained the multiverse in the film is his third eye is opened by the Ancient One, who's the Sorcerer Supreme before him. Right. And this is like this huge, crazy, trippy moment. And so I thought like just putting a ride vehicle in a tunnel that's like the ride vehicle's jostling around and the tunnel is covered in lights and sounds and it's crazy and it's stretching and it's this and it's that. And that would be kind of like your entry into, okay, now we're out of our reality and we're into the multiverse. So it's this kind of nice transition effect of like, you've left behind what you know, now you're in to this new thing. Um, and I was imagining like what ride systems I thought would be most appropriate and what would be cool. And the one that I came up with is actually a pull from another magical ride. It's the Kuka robot from Harry Potter. Yeah, Forbidden Journey. totally. So using this uh, enabled a couple of other cool effects and uh, illusions that I thought would be really neat. So talking about a couple of the other scenes, there's one scene that I imagined where, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of like sort of physics bending, almost like um, inception level physics bending that happens yeah. in the Doctor Strange film. So I thought, how cool would it be if the ride vehicle was slowly rotating uh, in like a cityscape area, you know, just think like a big room full of screens, kind of like Mickey and Minnie's in a way, just big room full of screens. And you're seeing all these buildings, cityscape buildings, and they are staying vertical with you as you're turning sideways. So you feel gravity shifting as you're moving, but everything that you're seeing visually is staying exactly where it should be. Yeah. And there's just kind of like this explanation of like, yeah, so what you think of as physics is not really... That's not really where it ends. Like we keep going, we keep we keep learning more and more. So there's kind of this introduction of the first, you know, say third of the ride of like here's here's some of the crazy stuff that you're gonna experience. But when they get into the meat of the ride, what I thought would be really neat is to use the sling ring, the transporters, you know, to use that kind of like um, sparky thing yeah. to go from scene to scene. Love it. And you could actually use like long sparklers and this cool like lit ring effect and give the real sensation like yes you're going through a portal from earth that you know to earth that you do not know and you get to witness some really neat battles you know you get to see um you know i, I just throwing a couple of names out there like dr doom would be super fun to see um he's got his own ride yep it's 
weird that he has his own right, but he does. <laughs> but let's let's see Doctor Doom face off with uh, another realities version of Doctor Strange. We could see Dormammu, which we know from the films. That would be crazy to see in person. Just this like massive, yeah. scary cosmic face and all these like ripply lights around him, and just kind of like a constant stream of Doctor Strange that get <laughs> killed in various ways and just keep coming back, keep coming back, yeah. keep coming back. And he's got his um, his time manipulation from the Eye of Agamotto. Oh, this would be a, this would be a fun one for any fans of uh, YouTube Marvel TV show theories like I am. We could see Mephisto, who was the uh, it, it found it turned out to be absent uh, villain from WandaVision. Right, everyone was like, "It's Mephisto, it's Mephisto," but it was Agatha all along. <laughs> uh, so, like having a Mephisto battle would be really neat. Um, so, just having these different like magical moments, you could even put Thanos in there, like. The the universe that the Marvel theme park existence is in is not one where Thanos got the Infinity Stones and snapped everyone and then everyone blipped back. Like, that never happened. So, conceivably, there could be another situation where Thanos has to fight Doctor Strange, and I think that could be really cool to see. Totally. And being able to see, like, real versions of some of, like, the cool um, cool abilities that he has, like, where... He multiplies himself or where there's all these sort of like powered strings that sort of attach to someone and also just his um, the manifested energy sort of shields that he can turn into anything. Uh, those would just be extremely cool. And that you'd finally get enough power to come back and protect our realm. And we get to exit the ride back through uh, back through the sanctum and back out into our now safe environment back in wherever we are whether that's avengers campus or a new york proper like marvel's new york or wherever it may be dude i love that i love that i think you're totally right doctor strange lends like the movie lends itself so perfectly to use a coco Ro a kuka robot ride system like i love the idea of the sling ring and the portals opening up um i, I can only imagine how amazing those portals would look when they open up and you get to go through them and you're in a completely different landscape. Mm -hmm. um, I do love the sideways thing. Like um, when, you, when you're riding Forbidden Journey, I mean, like you, you don't feel like it's a weird feeling. You really, truly feel like you're like floating or bouncing. And it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's so unnatural, which I think is perfect for Doctor yes. Strange. So that's awesome. That's so awesome. I would love to see a rendering of that ride. I will learn how to draw and we'll work on it. <laughs> yes. If any of our fans know Photoshop, hit us with that. <laughs> That's one that I think would be really epic. Now, we don't know the details of the actual e-ticket attraction that they're going to be adding in the future for, uh, mm -hmm. for Avengers Campus. But man, that would be so epic. Anything with a KUKA robot. I think it's just yeah. it's super cool. It's going to be great. Um, definitely. Okay, well, man, I don't know how I'm going to top that, but I, I did have one more uh, idea that I would love to see that is a little bit more on the show side. Yeah, so what it is, is everyone who goes to California Adventure, I hope, has seen World of Color. It's like one of the mm. most incredible shows 
I think as far as the technology with the lasers and the different colored lights and just how high those fountains go and how close they are in proximity to the audience, I think it's just is super immersive. And so what I would like to see is the idea would be that World of Color would start off exactly the way it starts off. But then I would love right after like the most colorful part and the happy part for it to glitch almost like a WandaVision kind of like TV glitch. But then all of a sudden you're interrupted by Arnim Zola, Red Skull's scientist guy, right? From yeah, Hydra. Scientist, yeah. And we see him in his little TV uh, later on in the films. And I love the idea of him interrupting the entire show. Just everything all of a sudden shuts off and all you see is just his green face on one of the main screens. And then I would love for it to be a Marvel takeover of World of Color. Um, oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, but I just, I love, I love things that, that are not expected, right? So like, if they were to say like, oh, come see World of Color, Avengers, like, edition or whatever, like, I don't think that would be as cool as it just interrupting the show completely and taking everybody by surprise because that's the way it happens in the movie. And that's quite frankly, the Marvel universe, everything just is like all happy and perfect. And then, you know, it all happens and things go crazy. So um, I love the idea. Also, I've been watching the movies um, just in preparation for the opening of Avengers campus and going. And uh, I mean, each character has their own color. Each character has an amazing score. And then they're all kind of partnered up. So I love the idea of it of Arnim Zola going through all of the different characters and their scores. And then they all come together in just this amazing blast of color to defeat Arnim Zola. And then we go, we glitch back into the regular world of color ending. Like, I just think that would be so cool. People would be like, what the heck just happened? Yeah. But it would be awesome. And, and you know. Yeah, it would be, I mean, there's a common theme in Marvel storytelling to subvert expectations. Right. And I don't think that there's ever been a subversion like that in a Disney show. Uh, certainly not in World of Color or any of its iterations, but... Man, that would be so exciting to see. And especially if they pulled it kind of out of nowhere. Right. Yeah, that's the idea. And like, I would just love to hear the scores for each character with 100 speakers in front of me. Because, you know, it's been a while since I've been to a movie theater. Um, I unfortunately did not watch all of the movies when they were in theaters. I think I had, oh man, like... The first movie that I actually saw in theaters was Black Panther. So if that gives you an idea, I was not in the Marvel Universe till very, very late in the game. So I would just love to be able to see, you know, all of those, all of those scenes and all of those um, scores happening with just epic in front of you. It's good Marvel music, but I think the Avengers theme as a climax point would just be perfect yeah especially with that visually being the merging of all the colors together but then as far as like a, a story arc being that they've combined their powers and then you get this whole i mean everyone knows that theme now that's it's i mean it is almost like star wars totally is really in a fraction of the amount of time star wars has had since the 70s 
the Avengers has had since 2012. Gosh, I just really, I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with this partnership with Universal owning some of the theme park rights. Um, who knows? I think the ideal situation would be that they would trade rights, theme park rights for The Simpsons for Marvel. I don't necessarily think that's an even, you know, trade, but um, I think yeah. that's that would be great if they did. Because I'm a big dork like this, I went in and looked up some of the some of the language in the licensing agreement, and it basically says that Universal gets to keep Marvel properties as long as a Marvel land exists. So if they close Superhero Island, that's it. They lose it. Right. So it's not like it expires in an amount of time. It's that if they close down the land, they give up the rights, which is kind of wild. Yeah, that is weird. That's all that they would have to do is if they close the land, they no longer have ownership of it. And it would defer back to the IP holder, which now is Disney. Uh, or rather, Marvel and then Disney. But that's what it would be, uh, short of Disney buying Universal, <laughs> which, I mean, they did it with 20th Century Fox, so who knows? Yeah, who knows? But I will, I will say it's going to be very interesting for me to go to Avengers Campus and then a month later visit you and go to Marvel Superhero Island to see the difference yeah. and, and kind of, we can have a, another conversation about that, but... Man, boy, I will I will tell you if you love cardboard cutouts of superheroes <laughs> that are 20 feet tall, you will love superhero island. No, uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely like stylized from a bygone 90s comic book heavy era. This park or this land was designed well before there were Marvel films. So it really just has to do with the comic book universe, and that's it. Um, and for better or worse, the costumed characters just look like Halloween store rejects now, and it's really <laughs> unfortunate. Like by comparison to how good like the Spider-Man or Black Panther um, masked characters look, like they look on the spot, like exactly great. Yeah. And then if you look at some of the co- like masked costume characters it's just no, no good it's just it looks like something from the 90s it looks like something inspired from a 90s cartoon or from the comic books but the rides themselves are pretty spectacular uh the spider-man dark ride which is quite old now has gotten just oodles of awards and it was the the ride system basis for transformers right but it's still better than transformers so that just goes to show you like how a beloved character and good storytelling really go a long way. Yeah. Where even technology can't make up for that. And then the Hulk uh, roller coaster, spectacular ride, super, super fun. And I'd say until uh, Velocicoaster opened, I mean, by far the most thrilling ride at uh, Islands of Adventure. I would say in, in close competition with Rip Ride Rocket, um, just across the street at Universal. Really? That's interesting. I will say, so I have been on Spider-Man The Ride in Japan. <laughs> so that was pretty thrilling because I had zero understanding what was happening in the ride. So that definitely adds like a bit of, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? But I don't remember very much of it. So um, I'm excited to ride it again. I do know that oh, it right was... fresh. Yeah, yeah. I do know that it, it was used for Transformers, which I, I think is good. 
So if you say it's better, I'm, I'm man, I'm really excited to go on it now. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it'll be a great time. Well, um, now that it is, uh, let's see, it is about a quarter after 10 p.m. Uh, in one hour, Disney is doing a big to-do about Avengers Campus. Yeah. So, Drew, let's sign off and see if we can't catch some uh, some news on on the new land. Perfect. Sounds good to me. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for your support. We've been really having a fun time with these, and we're now getting a chance to get out into the parks, and we hope to see you in the parks. Uh, until then, don't forget to subscribe to make sure that you stay up to date with all of our videos. If you prefer, you can also listen to us on the go. We're on all available podcast platforms. You can find us online at Theme Park Sandbox. Catch you guys in the next one. Bye, guys. See you later.